welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and as always, I appreciate you. In a moment, you're going to hear my second visit with Marin of Marin Wax Photography, and she's going to discuss with us her experience at Disney World. But before I start that, I just wanted to thank her once again for being so awesome and for sharing her experiences coming to be a guest on this podcast and for her forever loyal support. I absolutely adore you, Marin. So thank you. And just so that it's clear, I want to give her Instagram. I want to spell it out for you. It's Amazon Mary, A-R-E-N-W-A-K-S photography. I'll have the link in the show notes for you as well. Check her out. She does an amazing job. And lastly, I just want to invite any of my listeners, if you would like to be a guest on this podcast, we'd love to have you. We can record a conversation like we did with Marin, or if you just want to send in a story or experience, I'll share it that way as well. I would love to hear from you, as would all my listeners. So please drop me a line at podcast at DisneylandDevoted.com, and that will also be in the show notes. So without further ado, let's hear from Marin. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I'm your host, Michelle, and once again, we are joined by Marin, who is awesome sauce, one of the greatest supporters of this podcast. Love her. She has... Yay, welcome. Hi. <laughs> she has graciously agreed to come back and talk about Disney World. As I have mentioned in other episodes, I've personally never been. I'm doing uh, research. I've done a lot of research and I'm sharing my journey in a little mini series on how I broke down my planning from knowing really very little and trying to figure out where to go where to stay, what's the best. And so I was so excited that she had been and she was willing to come and share um, her experiences. So before we do that, for um, everyone else, introduce yourself a little bit, tell us what you do, give us your little social media plug. <laughs> so my name is Marin. I am 24 years old. I, just like Michelle, I'm in Arizona. Um, I am a photographer. I own Marin Wax Photography on Instagram. Been doing that for a little over a year now. Um, I have been a Disney fanatic for as long as I can remember. I don't remember not going crazy about Disney before, so... Love it. Do check out her Instagram. She's an amazing photographer. Absolutely amazing. And my favorite pictures that you take that I see because I am a mama is of those babies, those beautiful babies that you take pictures of. So kudos to you. Okay. So as I mentioned, I'd never been to Disney World. I started doing a lot of research. And one thing I don't think I've said in my episode yet is Besides the fact that I wanted to go is I did get my travel agent license a few years back because I wanted to be a dedicated Disney travel agent. So I thought, oh, for Disneyland specifically, because I've been so many times, I could help people. And then, you know, I have a day job and it just never really quite took off. I still kind of toy with that idea. Like if you win the lottery, what would you do? Oh yes. I would plan people's Disney vacations every day of my life while I went to Disney every day of my life. 
So I really felt like Disney World was something that I, I just didn't have enough information on and I had to research it. And oh my gosh, I've had the biggest, greatest time doing that because there's so much wonderful information out there. So you, as an experienced Walt Disney World, and we're just going to call it Walt Disney World, Disney World, everybody calls it something different, um, but you as an experienced traveler, I want to pick your brain a bit, okay? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so did you absolutely love your trip? Like, did you, every time you've gone there, did you think this is, we know that it can't be as awesome as Disneyland. That's my selfish little comment <laughs> to that one. But did you feel like this is so magical? Did it feel like that Disney magic that you feel at Disneyland? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was, I, Disneyland will have my heart and soul forever. I am dedicated to Disneyland, but walking into Disney World, I don't know if it's just because I don't get to go there as often being in Arizona, that walking through those gates, walking up to the castle, like seeing my son see it for the first time, I just got this wave of emotions and I'm not going to lie, I got a little teary eyed. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's definitely a different experience. It's a different feeling. And yeah, the Magic Kingdom is basic kind of like a replica of Disneyland there's just something different about it it's really cool I love it a lot I'm so glad to hear that and I I mentioned this before like most people it's like people say to me oh I know how much you love Disneyland why haven't you gone to Disney World as if to say that it is better than Disneyland and we could probably have many people like debate that but Disneyland is amazing and like, I don't feel like I, I am missing out by not going to Disney World, but because I love Disneyland so much and I love the magic, I want to go to Disney World. So when I hear other Disneyland fanatics love Disney World, it makes it even more special. Like I want to go and I want to, I want to know that I'm going to feel that same magic because it is a trek over there. It's not, you know, five hours away and the next state over. It's quite a trek. So rank those parks for me which ones what's your favorite to not that you dislike it but in the top like in the four rank them for me okay um like everybody can probably agree with um magic kingdom is gonna come first it has everything for the most part of disneyland um which is why i feel like it's so special to me because i love disneyland so much and then after i would probably choose epcot I love being able to bounce around from all the different countries, being able to try different foods, seeing different, and they have some rides with, um, within some of the countries, like Norway has the frozen ride, um, and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, it also has test track, which is a super fun ride. Um, and then it also has spaceship earth, which is actually currently under construction right now. Um, so, I'm not sure when you plan on going, but I don't think it's opening up until 2022, I believe. Ooh. I think. Don't quote me on that. Uh -huh. I heard. Um, it's going to be under construction for like two years. Um, and then from there, ooh, between Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Um, Animal Kingdom is the smallest. There's not as much to do as the rest of them. 
but I, I love animals. I love learning about them. I would love to just work with animals 24 seven. Um, so I love that a lot. I love going on the safari ride. Um, that is my favorite thing in the world. Um, and then I would probably pick Hollywood studios. I love Hollywood studios to death. Don't get me wrong. It has, um, tower of terror, which in the last podcast, I talked about how much I love guardians of the galaxy. So it has tower of terror. It has rock and roller coaster. Uh, that's a super fun one. That one reminds me of space mountain. Um, and then it has toy story land, which is a lot of fun. That one's super cute. So let's talk about how there are some of those same attractions between the two parks and um, like Pirates of the Caribbean is in both and it's a small world and Space Mountain and those things. Are they the same? Like when you go on Space Mountain in Disney World, is it like exactly the same as Disneyland or do you feel like, are you disappointed? Or is it exciting because it's different? What is your thought? I felt like the one at Disney World was uh, for Space Mountain was a little bit shorter and plus so for Space Mountain and Splash Mountain um so Space Mountain in Calif- in uh, California is two people sitting next to each other in rows whereas mm-hmm. in Disney World it's one behind the other and then Splash Mountain in California is the people one behind the other and in Disney World, it's two people next to each other. So oh, there's okay. little, little differences like that, but otherwise, for the most part, they're exactly the same. Okay, so I always, and I have mentioned this in previous episodes, I always coach my family as we prepare, and it's really for myself, <laughs> to not be comparing, like not, like, we all know that I love It's a Small World, and it, you know, has a different facade. It's, you know, mm-hmm. outdoor kind of thing where I know from watching a YouTube videos that it's a little more indoor there. I mean, the concept's still the same, the song that, you know, gets in everybody's head and all that jazz. But try not to compare, but just really enjoy yeah. um, th- that it's different, but yet has a familiarity to it. So yeah. it does kind of connect that magic. So I'm happy to hear that. Now, what about those attractions that are not at Disneyland, that are new, like you mentioned test track and um, was it rock and roller coaster and those things that are new and exciting over at Disney World. What are some of your favorites besides the two we just mentioned? Oh goodness, um, who that's a that's a hard question. Uh, those essentially those are my two favorite. Um, did you like the Frozen ride? Did you go? Did you go anything with Avatar? Like, did you do any of those? We didn't get over to Avatar, which makes me sad. Um, I I'm not really sure why. We just never got over to that area. Um, we were meeting up with family and whatnot. But the Frozen ride was really cool. Um, there's a little surprise in there. Um, I guess I should say it in case parents have younger children that want to go on it. You end up going backwards at one point. Um, Like you go down like a very small hill, but you go down it backwards and it catches you off guard. Um, My three-year-old son loved it and thought it was the funniest thing in the world, but it does go backwards. It does go downhill. So fair warning. Um, But I, I can't even think of some of the other ones that they have that Disneyland doesn't. Um, 
I did see on YouTube the Frozen. I did see how it went kind of backwards. But other than that, it seemed like a very mild ride. Oh, yeah. Um, very, I mean, obviously, if you have Frozen fans, which there seems to be 1.7 billion Frozen fans yeah. out there, that seemed to really give you that feel. And that that's the benefit that Disney World has over Disneyland is they have mm -hmm. room and space to add those new things. Like, I don't know that anyone thought Frozen was going to be as popular as it was. And Disneyland or DCA really doesn't have a, the real estate to yep. make a bunch of Frozen things. Now, they found the real estate for um, Galaxy's Edge, which is amazing, yeah. um, which I love that they did. But it really, I mean, we had to lose Bugs Land, which I loved over at DCA, so that we could have like this Marvel Land thing coming up where Disney World has a little more flexibility. Yeah. What about, um, let's talk about Epcot a little bit. So one of the things that I picture in Epcot always is the different countries. And then I associate that with the food and the drink and stuff like that. You mentioned you brought your three-year-old son. Any issues there in finding stuff to eat that he would like? Yes, there. we went during um, the food and wine festival. So we did a lot more of the countries little sampler, little small plate sort of things that you could get a couple here and there versus going to a sit down restaurant um, or any of the um, pickup spots. But they do have kids menus still um, that do offer. I mean, we could be in France and they still have a kids menu that has the chicken tender, stuff like that. Um, we went to the restaurant inside of Mexico and he was able to get um, like nachos and beans and rice, which he loves. Um, so they still try to theme it around um, whatever country you're in, but there's still a ton of kid friendly options. I should okay. say. Thank yeah. you for that. That makes me feel much better. Yeah. <laughs> I know that we, my husband and I would love to try some of those, you know, more authentic country, authentic type food. So really happy to hear that. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about on property, off property. Did you stay on property and would you recommend that? Yes. We stayed at Saratoga Springs at my most recent, um, visit last October. Um, and that was a lot of fun. I loved the resort. Um, we, I mean, like I said, we flew in from Arizona and then you can take the Disney transportation from the airport to your hotel. Um, so we didn't rent a car or anything like that. So our only options were to walk a very long way or to take the shuttle that they provide. Um, from where we were staying, it was about a seven minute walk from our hotel room over to the transportation site. And then I think the longest we waited for the bus was maybe 10 minutes or so, which in comparison to how long you're about to wait to go on a ride, 10 minutes is nothing. Um, and then the bus ride itself was about 25, 30 minutes. Um, so altogether, my experience staying at a resort was great. I loved it. I, I don't know any different from driving there myself or being so close that you can walk. Um, so that being my only experience as far as transportation from where we stayed, um, I loved it. I thought it was great. I didn't mind it at all. I, it added about 45 minutes 
to an hour um, before we got to the park, but it was worth it. I liked it. I didn't mind it at all. And that's a really good call out because when you're planning and you're hearing stories or whatever, it really, I think it comes down to at the end of the day, at the end of your trip, what stood out to you? And for you, it wasn't the transportation. And so where I think that's very valuable is because there's so many tiers and different price brackets for the different resorts. <laughs> Some people, lots of people probably cannot afford to stay at the Polynesian or, you know, one of those high-end resorts and and they may feel like they're missing out but really there's a lot of affordable options if you're willing to tack on some time for the transportation which many many people are so you give a really good um perspective to that as to why that's okay like in my head i want to stay on the monorail route like i want I'm probably not going to because as I said in my last episode on Disney World, I know that if I went and stayed at the Polynesian right out of the gate, I'd never want to stay at All Stars or any of the budget, right? Because it would be like, whoa, such a different experience. But I can't lie. I want to be on the monorail route. Did you take the monorail around? Did you do that just for fun? We did it for fun. And it's it's really cool being able to go into and seeing a lot of other different um resorts i really wanted to i wish we had the time for it um but i really wanted to take the monorail and kind of go like resort hopping and go shopping here and go eat lunch here and eat dinner there and be able to experience all those different resorts so i do suggest if you are going to go on a disney world trip to take that day, half day or whatever, and go explore, take the monorail and go see all the different resorts. It's worth it. So let's talk about timing. How long did you stay and how long would you recommend people stay? Let's pretend that, you know, not that the sky's the limit, but what's ideal in your, based on your experience? So our last trip was six days long, I believe, seven days, two days for travel, five days at the parks. Um, I would probably say eight days is ideal. The two for travel, getting in, getting to your hotel. Like, let's say your flight doesn't get in until 2 p.m., you know, and then the last day for travel. So excluding those, I would say you would need at least one day in every park to be able to see all of it, to be able to do as much as you want to do, to absorb it all. With the exception of Magic Kingdom, you would need two days for that. Okay. If you really want to be able to experience all of it, you would need two days because it's huge. And then I would also suggest throwing in one to two days of relaxing at the resort, going in, like I said, resort hopping back and forth. Um, because it's tiring. If you're planning on doing all of Disney World, in a couple days without taking a break, you're going to be exhausted. And so I do suggest taking a day or two within your trip to relax, take a breath, soak it all in and just have a day. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I haven't not been there, but just from what I've seen, that seems to be a very wise decision to, a to, lot take, to take in. 
for sure. And along those lines, did you do any park hopping? Like I've said before, I don't intend to do park hopping unless we had like an extra day where we were like going to go hit some of our favorite spots, but it seems overwhelming and kind of big in size that I don't want to park hop. What is your opinion on that? We did um, park hop just because we did a lot of, um, like we would make reservations for dinner at this park, but we wanted to see, but they're only doing parade, um, fireworks on this day at this park. So it'd be like, we'd go back and forth. Um, we have family out in Florida. So we would meet up with some of them that they were like, oh, we're planning on being at Hollywood Studios today. And we'd say, okay, we're going to go meet you. We're going to go hang out. But we have a reservation in the Animal Kingdom for dinner. And we wanted to see the tree light up that day or whatever the case may be. We did a lot of um, park hopping, which is a lot of fun. To me, it was worth it. Um, but it's absolutely not like a deal breaker sort of thing. Like you don't have to do it. You're not missing out on anything if you don't park hop. It's just nice to have that option if you want to, because there are things that each park does on a certain day. Um, like when we were going, cause we went in October, they were doing Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. So if you didn't have a ticket to that event, you were kicked out of the magic kingdom by 6 PM and only people with the ticket were allowed in the magic kingdom. So we we're like, it's five 30. We're not done yet we're going to go over to another park and enjoy that, get some dinner, do some more rides, see some more things. So that's what we ended up doing. I could totally appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, that would be a really good example why you would want to have an opportunity to go to another park. So what about, um, what about shows, events? Did you go to the hoop de doo review? Did you go to a luau? Did you do like any like parades, fireworks? What were your favorites? What'd you do? <laughs> So I'm, I'm sad. My son was super young, so we didn't stay too horribly late for the Magic Kingdom fireworks. We did end up seeing some at Epcot. And I don't remember ever seeing, in my previous times of going to Disney World, seeing the fireworks at Epcot. So that was really cool because you kind of stand, there's this huge lake that you kind of like gather around and seeing them reflecting off the waters just added that extra like light and pizzazz and it was really cool um we did watch one of the parades i don't remember which parade it was um but we did stop and watch parade because you know me i love my parades <laughs> um we did one character dinner at um animal kingdom and that was super cool mickey and and pals were all dressed up in their safari gear. So that was super cute. Oh, um, this is adorable. Oh, they take the kids around and they do some little like safari dance and go walk around the dining room. It's really cute. That's adorable. Mm -hmm. What about, um, what was your favorite place, favorite places to eat? You said like you made some reservations at places like where, give me some of your favorites. Oh gosh. Okay. Ooh, these ones are hard. Um, so like I, we did go to Mexico and I love Mexican food. So this one is kind of like um, the blue bayou of um, Disneyland because okay. there's a ride, like a boat ride that goes through 
um, the restaurant that you can sit there on the water and like see them go by on their boat. So it's kind of like the Blue Bayou of California. Um, and that was really good. Um, they have some really cool drink options there that I enjoyed. Um, my son loved it. We also went to, uh, oh goodness, I'm trying to remember the names of all of them. There was a restaurant that was actually at our resort that you're able to go to, even if you're not staying there. I do not remember the name of it, but the restaurant inside of Saratoga Springs, it's kind of like a, like a steakhouse kind of place. Um, that was so good. I got, I got the pesto pasta of some sort, tortellini maybe. I don't remember. I just remember it was so good. And I just said, I don't want to leave. And it comes with, um, a dessert. So it depends on like your dining plan. Um, going out to restaurants like that can come with an appetizer, um, a drink option, your entree and a dessert per person. So that was really nice. Did you do the dining plan? We did do the dining plan. Okay, and give me your thoughts on that. Cause you know, I go back and forth worth every pet. Okay. So I didn't pay for this trip. My parents treated my brother and our families to it. Um, but I, I believe that whatever they paid for it was worth it. I, it made things so easy, so simple. Um, I, you just order it on your phone. If you want to do the walk up pickup sort of thing and you get it, you can have, um, those snack options. Uh, what are they called? Little purple icons that if there's a little purple icon next to your treat, you just scan your magic band and they just give it to you. It's awesome. You could get as many churros as you want pretty much. So I, so I go back and forth. Like I want to be in the club. I want to use the dining plan, but then I think, Oh my gosh, would I, okay. So did you have any snack credits left? Like I always hear people talk about, Oh my gosh, don't let those die on the vine. No, do not. No, don't do it. We had so many left. I think we had, I don't know, like 25 snack credits left over. So I had to basically go through everywhere and be like, well, what do I want to bring home for everybody? I brought them home as like little souvenirs, like little treats for friends or little things like that. Um, I It's so hard to be able to eat that much because you're constantly thinking like, oh, I have to, I can't go through everything and eat everything today that I want to eat. Got to save them. And then you realize, oh my gosh, I should have eaten everything that day. Um, so you them. would recommend the dining plan? I would. I loved it. I thought it was super convenient. Um, and yeah, I would recommend it. So I know they have a little pause on it right now, but I was watching a video this weekend about the dining plan and, um, really the, you know, obviously not making, obviously making sure that you don't uh, leave any snack credits, but it, another tip they gave that wasn't dining plan related, but it reminded me of the dining plan was when going to Disney World to bring a collapsible duffel bag in your suitcase because between oh. souvenirs and snacks and things you take back, you may need more space. Would you recommend that as well? I would. I made sure to not pack my suitcase very full um, for that reason alone. Because every time I go on vacation, even if it's not Disney, I'm always, I find something there that I want to bring home. But for Disney especially, they have, it's hard not to want to buy everything in the stores at Disney. 
Um, so I always made sure I packed it maybe like half full. So I had all that to bring home. Okay. Flapsable bag is, I like that. If you are maybe not flying, that way you don't have to pay for another checked bag. Yep. Yep, for sure. So, um, okay, so you're inspiring me. I'm totally going to look at the dining plan again. What about the weather? So, you know, Florida gets such a rap for the weather. What you think? Oh, my goodness. We went in the mid to late October, and it was so humid. It was so humid. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I can't imagine what it would have been like in July and August. But normally the end of October isn't terrible, but it was very humid. And I don't know if I just suffered so much because I'm from Arizona. I'm from the dry heat. I don't, I'm not used to humidity. If you were used to it, I'm assuming it wasn't horrible, but to me, I couldn't handle it. Um, so shorts and a t-shirt every single day. And then there were a couple of days where it would be pouring rain for 20 minutes and then it just stopped and it'd be clear skies and then two hours later it'd be pouring rain again and it was so odd it's so strange um but yes mid to late october was warm it was humid um they do very well with the cues for a lot of rides having fans misters shade to stand under so that was nice that was very very convenient that's good to know because um, in, you know, Disneyland, as you know, there are, I mean, there's AC units that blast even when the queue's outside. I can't even imagine what their electrical bill is like, um, but there's no fans or anything like that. But if you go over to Universal Studios Hollywood, they have misters and fans, which I absolutely love. I assume the aesthetics probably weren't so great on the Disneyland side. That's why they don't have it. But good to hear over in Disney World that they would because there are three things that I fear about Florida, the weather, the bugs, and the alligators. Like those are my biggest fears. So I always like that gets in my head. Like I'm going to go out there and it's going to be so humid and so ugly and there's going to be bugs and I'm going to hate it. But yet when I watch these videos, no one's talking about that stuff, except for the weather. People do talk about the weather. Yeah. The bugs weren't bad. I don't remember really having a problem and I attract mosquitoes like crazy. I don't know what it is, but I'm always covered in mosquito bites and it wasn't bad. The mornings and the nights were pretty cool. Um, like, like I said, we walked from our hotel room over to the transportation and it was beautiful in the mornings. Um, no mosquitoes out, no bugs crawling. Um, I mean, Florida is just covered with lakes, just like all of the resorts are. And I, it was always in the back of my head that an alligator was just going to pop out and get me. Um, thankfully, it never happened. So <laughs> that is thankful. We're really grateful yeah, for that. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've given us a lot of great information, and um, you've inspired me to want to do a couple of things. Um, like the dining plan, totally going to do that. Um, look into that. And of course, anyone who's listening to this episode, if you have a different experience, would love to hear that. So a couple of things, like at the end of the Disneyland 
podcast, I asked you for some advice for first timers at Disneyland. So taking that over to Disney World, besides the, the length of stay, like you said, eight days yeah. or so, build in some time to not be in a park, take a break. Any other tips that you would say before going to Disney World that someone should research or, you know, put in their planning? Yeah, I would. So like you have said before, it really depends on your preference. If you would rather spend more money to be closer, then by all means, like get something like that. So you could just walk across the street or like walk into um, Disney. It's the same same thing I said last time with the gift card idea. Um, That is the number one tip that I can give anybody because nobody realizes how expensive Disney world is going to be. Like you get in there and say, Oh, I want to get those Minnie mouse ears that everybody's wearing. Like that's, that's $10. I could get a churro for like a dollar or two. No, it's Disney. It's expensive. It's not cheap. It is. If you're going to Disney, you're going to Disney. Um, so getting the gift cards, saving those up is my, Number one tip for anybody, um, as far as Disney World itself and not Disneyland ideas, um, bring a stroller fan if you have little ones. That is That would have been super helpful for my son. Um, what a great idea. I... I wish Gosh, we had of a- course they're they're like in a little um cocoon in the stroller, right? They're in a much smaller space. So having a fan, what a great idea. Bring your own ponchos. You can order them off of Amazon. You can get a five pack for like $8 off of Amazon. Or if you want, you can get them for like $8 each at Disney World. So bring your own ponchos. Um, and definitely, definitely, definitely watch the YouTube videos, the podcasts, go on the Instagram stories. Um, and really research what you're doing. Um, Disneyland is a lot easier to just go there and kind of just go with the flow and figure it out as you go. Disney World is a completely different story. There's so much to do. There's like even more crowded and it just might be a little crazy. But this year with their scaled down capacity, it's people have been really loving it right so much like when galaxy's edge um opened up there was all this anticipation that it's going to be overwhelmingly crowded and so many people stayed away so i may have to kind of be watching that to see did people stay away or did people go and if people stayed away maybe i'll go take me with you Okay, you can go to my last <laughs> So again, thank you so much. Please, folks, check her out on Instagram. I'll have her social media uh, links in the show notes. She's an amazing photographer. Thank you again for coming to visit us. Thank you. And until next time, everyone, bye.